Hey, yo, what's going on, mi gente? This is Andrew Lozano, the Messianic Causing Panic. I want to welcome you guys out to a new podcast, new season. We are here. The first time around was pretty awesome, pretty amazing. I had some amazing brothers with me, Mr. Alfredo Almanza, Mr. Frank Marquez. This season will be a little bit different, um, mostly me by myself, but sharing from my heart, kind of doing a diary series me just sharing with you guys my heart and what's going on with the ministry, how's it going with the streets, kind of taking the, this show into a, a, another season. And, you know, I, I'm very grateful for you guys that I have been supporting before. I uh, hope you guys will continue to support. Um, shout out to Germany. I know we've got an audience growing out there in Germany now. Thank you so much. Bless you guys. And so... Here we are, guys. Um, also, real quick, a uh, shout out to uh, we are on now six different platforms. We've got Stitcher, we've got Radio Public, we've got Pocket Cast, Castbox, Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, as well as Apple Podcast, and of course, your very own Anchor and Spotify. So, thank you guys. Um, if you like what you've been hearing the first time around, the first season. Hit the share button, guys. Uh, let's let let's spread this gospel. Let's spread this news around. Um, now, jumping into this topic real quick, I want to read a verse, and this is kind of where this conversation is gonna start to head out here. Um, we're going. I'm gonna read just two verses, maybe three, out of the Word of God here. This one here is going to be out of Jeremiah chapter 29. And I know many of you who might know your Bible, who might just automatically think I'm jumping to verse 11. Okay, well, first, let me uh, open up in a word of prayer, guys, if you don't mind. Uh, but Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Father, in the name of Yeshua, Father. Thank you for your blood, for the blood of Christ that was shed for us, that we may be inheritors of the heavens and the earth father let every word come out of my mouth father minister to every hearer that is out here we bless you we bless your word in yeshua's name amen so i want to start here guys with verse number 10 and and the reason being is because i know a lot of people that will start out with verse 11 and end it with verse 11 now, I don't want to turn this into a Bible study because that's not what this podcast is intended for, but it's simply just a platform of where I want to go with the conversation tonight because I do want to share real testimony, real life of things that God has done in my life. And I hope and I pray that you will encounter him in an even greater way than he's encountered me. Starting with verse 10 here, it says, Thus says Adonai, after 70 years of Babylon are complete, I will visit you. Fulfill my good word toward you to bring you back to this place. Now, verse 11, the famous verse here. For I know the plans that I have in mind for you, declares Adonai. Plans for shalom and not calamity. To give you a future and a hope. Verse 12. Then you will call me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me, you will find me, when you search for me with all your heart. 
Then I will be found by you, says Adonai. I will return you from exile and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says Adonai. And I will bring you back to the place which I have removed you as captives into exile. Now, what re- re- the reason why this is so important is because it's overlooked a lot. People read verse 11 and think that's it. They don't go to 10. They don't even start at the beginning of 29 with verse 1. But for the sake of time here, because I want to share what God has done and the goodness of what God has done into my life. Is you have to understand, yes, he knows the plans that he has for you. And, and, and this sounds really great. And it's written on churches all over the world, especially here in, in the U.S. You'll see it as you're walking into the lobbies. Jeremiah 29, 11, a lot of ministries are even based out of this one specific verse. But what they fail to realize is what happened before and what happens after. I, I recently was talking to some other leaders, some other pastors, and they were telling me about how um, they can't go back. To where they came from and now i'm not trying to you know throw shade on anybody not not at all but i know what god has called me to do and where he's called me to go so here it says after 70 years of babylon well first what does that even mean you see babylon was a time of captivity where there were slaves the israelites were in slavery at this time and for 70 years because of their disobedience now ask yourself have you been disobedient Okay, now with that out of the way, have you been disobedient? Now it says, this is your punishment. But they were given 70 years of slavery, punishment, because of their disobedience. Now, he says, after this, then I'm going to visit you. Okay, doesn't mean that he's going to come make everything better. He says, I'm going to come and visit you. He says, and I will bring my good word to you. Mind you, in the book of John, in the New Testament, it says that in the beginning was the word, and the word is with God, and the word was God. So when God's referring to the word here, he's referring to, to Jesus. I will fulfill my good word. I will fulfill Yeshua. To, he will reveal Yeshua. Okay? Now, let's, let's keep going just a little bit further now, okay? Stay with me here. Says, for I know the plans that I have in mind for you. See, he knows these plans. Plans for peace, shalom. Not to hurt you, but to give you a future and a hope. Okay, now he's, he's telling you what his plans are. Now it says, then you will call on me. Doesn't say he's going to make everything better. He says, you're going to call on me. And then you're going to come and pray to me. And then I will listen to you. It's only after all these things, then he will come and listen to you. And then you will find him when you seek him. You have to go looking for him, and then you'll find him. When, not just when you go looking around the corner. No, no, no. So when you search for him with your whole heart, with your heart, then he will be found by you. And then this is this is the key, right? This is the important part. I'm all about giving away keys, guys. So this is one of the keys here says, I will return you, I will send you back to the places from exile, which I took you out of, in English, in plain English, I'm going to send you back to where I took you out of, and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, which means everywhere that he, that, that he sent you, see, because me, you have to understand this, when you first give your life to God, it's not, it's, it's not just a little cakewalk in the park, 
This is some that that even myself, I had to go away from my family for several years, living in the same city. But I had to give God time to do a work in me. So I had to stay away from family, stay away from friends, stay away from 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 dating, from all these other things that I knew would hinder me from God. See, I I, I was radically changed and 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 just so in all of God that when when I encountered the love and the presence of God, I wanted nothing more but to stay in that place. I didn't care about nothing but staying in his presence. And so when he took me out, now it says here, let's, let's, let's keep on going. I will send you back to the places that I took you out of. I took you out of these, these places. Now I'm going to send you back. Oh God, why are you sending me back? And this is the part that some ministers and some pastors and some leaders feel like, well, I, I I can't go back to the places where I used to be, you know, all these things. And so this, this is kind of a, a weakness, I feel, in a lot of believers. There's a weakness there. Now, now, let me go into my personal experience here. Okay. Now, let's get real. Okay. I remember, see, I'm a ninth grade dropout. Started living my life real young. And so, you know, most guys, you know, here, you know, where I'm from, you know, here in, in Houston and, and, and then, you know, grew up in Spring Branch, in the northwest part of Houston. Well, really the west side, but we called it the northwest for some reason. I don't know. So a bunch of friends of mine, family, cousins, we'd all would frequent strip clubs. Okay. And so I remember going to all these strip clubs and, and doing all these things and, 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 you know, just wilding out, if you will. So when I finally gave my life to God, I remember about, I was about two weeks in mind when I first got saved, I wanted nothing more, but to stay in the presence of God. What business do I have going to a strip club? I remember getting a phone call. It was a bunch of my cousins and relatives, you know, uh, uh, all at some uh, a local strip club that we used to go to. And I get a phone call from one of my cousins and he's like, hey, Drew, um, I I'll pay for your cover charge. I, I'm I got a bunch of buckets. You ain't got to spend nothing. Just come. I was like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, and I, I, I hung up. Well, he calls me back and he calls me back a few times. So I finally answer. He's like, man, look, everybody's here. We're your family. Come over, come over. I finally said, all right, I'll go. So I went over to the strip club. And the, one of the girls, she brings me a beer. She pops the top. She puts it right there in front of me. Okay. And she puts it in front of me. And, and I remember I'm looking down. I, I, I didn't even, I couldn't even look up at what was around me. You know, there's naked women walking around, topless, whatever. Just, and I was had my eyes looking at the table. And then this girl, this dancer comes, puts a beer in front of me. She pops my top open and she looks at me and she goes, you don't belong here. And I said, I don't. And she says, what are you doing here? I said, I gave my life to God a couple of weeks ago. Man, when I said that, she broke down. And I couldn't even look at her in her eyes. But I remember her kneeling down next to me and she starts weeping, starts crying. 
And the guys at the table, one of my cousins jumps up and goes, man, Andy, what are you doing? M making these girls cry. Let her do, do her job. And I, I remember she just looks at me and she goes, you know, I was raised in church. She said, my husband got arrested. He's locked up. We've got kids. This is the only way that I can make enough money to pay all of our bills. I told her, well, you know what? I'm going to leave already. And she says, you know, I am too. Now, her story goes. Mine goes. I don't know if she left. I didn't catch her in the parking lot. We didn't go any further. I walked out of that place and I never went back to that place. And so I remember she had left and 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 a couple of weeks go by when I had left. And then now the same group of people are at another strip club. And then I get another phone call, another cousin. Hey, cousin, we're over here now, over here. Come over here. Come hang out with us. Da, da, da. And, and I, I, I'll pay for your cover. I'll, I'll pay for your drinks. Come on. So I said no a few times. I finally said yes again. Went back to the now another strip club. Same thing. Bunch of my family, friends at a table, about 20 of them. Everybody's got buckets in front of them. Another girl comes up to me. One of the dancers comes up to me, brings me a beer, puts it in front of me, does the same exact thing as the other place. She looks at me. You don't be belong here. I said, I don't. I told her I gave my life to God. These guys keep on calling me. So I came. I said, but I, do I want to be here? No. And she tells me the same thing. I know I need God in my life. I, God's been calling me and I've been praying. I've been trying to get closer to God. I'm, I'm, I want to go to church. I want to take my kids and then da, da, da. And, and telling me her, her story again. This, you know, the same like this other lady. And I tell her, well, you know what? I'm going to leave already. And she goes, I am too. And again, I don't know where her story goes. I don't know about her next step, if she quit a job, if she went home or what. But what I know is I left and I went home. Now I'm sharing this, okay? This has something, this go has something to do with what I just read here out of, out of this Bible. And this is why I know, and this is why I'm so concrete in my belief with God, is because of the stories and the testimonies that I've lived that I've read about in the scriptures. Okay, me going to these strip clubs was a point in my life where I was in captivity. I was enslaved in slavery to the drugs, to the sex, to the alcohol, to the addictions, to that nightlife, to the to to, to the, the you know that 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 crazy life I was addicted to. So now, <clears throat> fast forward, I started going to church even more. Finished with ministry school. I'm going to this Friday night service impact at my old church and it was an amazing time and experience and season for me in my life to where things were just going great and i remember that that one uh one night they had these women who were guests and they were pretty young i think i was probably about i would say i was about 24 and, and they were probably between their late 20s early 30s it was about four of them and they came in and they started sharing testimony about about how they rented a lease space in the same shopping center as this major strip club. And 
they would go into this uh, lease space area and they would have women inside laying their hands against the wall, praying for the women in that building right next door. And, and, and they would try to encounter some of these women in the parking lot. And the crazy thing is, I remember that specific place. And I remember some women trying to come and minister to the entertainers, to the dancers outside in the parking lot. And I'm cursing at the women, trying to pray for these women in the parking lot. And, and now those same women are in the same church that I'm sitting down at as guest speakers. And I'm praying with them now. We're on the same team. Now, what does this have to do with the scripture? What does this have to do with me going out and, and, and doing what I did when I told these women I'm leaving? I don't belong here. And whether or not they left or not. Fast forward a little bit more. Maybe a couple of months. And I meet this young kid who was passing through Houston to visit some family members because he was on his way to Europe to play rugby. This kid was from Argentina on his way to Europe to go play rugby. He was here for maybe a couple of weeks, got into an accident, broke his leg, and was now stuck here in Houston. Couldn't go to Europe on a broken leg. Had to stay in town for a couple of months. His heart, his dreams, everything, his spirit, everything had been broken. But God gave me a word for him. And I'm praying for him one service. It was a Sunday morning and I'm praying for him. God gave me a word and he was so overwhelmed by that word. He was touched by that word so much that maybe this was at the beginning of service now after service two hours later i'm about to leave and he calls me from the hallway andrew andrew and i run back to what's up man i thought something had happened he was in his crutches he's trying to run he's limping everywhere he's trying to catch my attention what happened he says god gave me a word for you i need to pray for you i said okay what's up so he starts praying for me and at the end of his prayer, he says, and you're going to go back to those strip clubs and you're going to set those women free. And you can. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. Like, huh? like where you get like this had to have been God. Who else would have known about the experience that I had in these strip clubs? Is it my desire to go back to the strip clubs? Absolutely not. That was back when I was single. Now as a married man, minister of the gospel. Going to places, sharing the love of God. I meet a beautiful woman. I get married. Who knows when God's appointed time is going to be to release us to go back to these strip clubs, to go into these dark places again. Now, now I've been going to the prisons, the penitentiaries now for about eight years now, maybe 10 now. I lose track of time. Going into public schools. We go into some dark places, some dark neighborhoods. We outreach all over the southeast Texas. Been going to San Antonio, been to different cities, helping out other churches, helping out other ministries. But going into the strip clubs? Wow. That's a whole nother battle in itself. A whole nother battlefield. But I know God gave me that word years ago from this young kid. So they're going to go back to those strip clubs and set those women free. Well, praise God. When that time comes, I know we're going to be ready for it. 
you know, but this is these are the confirmations where God take you out of. You didn't experience those dark times for nothing. You didn't experience hell for nothing. You didn't experience slavery for nothing. See, also in the scriptures, it says that that he uh, um, that he works all things together for the good of those who love him and seek him. It's got to be you have to be real in your heart. Be real in your heart. Be so sincere with God. I can go on and on and on about the miracles and the signs and the wonders and things that I've experienced with God. I'm convinced. I'm concrete because of the things that I've seen and experienced. I had someone tell me recently here, and you want to be at your level. I want to be where you're at. Now, not... Not at all do I want to get prideful or say, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm at this level. Blah, blah, blah. It ain't about that. But get into your word. See, we can worship in spirit all day long. But Yeshua, Jesus himself says, those who worship me, capital M, capital U, capital S, capital T, must worship in spirit and in truth. And his word is true. Now, I'm one I can lay out on my face, prostrate, lay down on my face for hours and worship God. But I can also spend hours reading that word, letting it download in my system. Because now I'm so concrete. I know I don't live for myself no more. It's him that I live for. It's all for him. When you get to that point, brothers. When you get to that point, sisters, now he can do something with you. It ain't no naming and claiming. It ain't no because the, this and that, because I heard this and I heard that, and pastor says this, so this is going to happen. It ain't about nothing. Get into your word for yourself. Study that word. Get in it. When you do that, I guarantee you, the plans and the purposes and all these things that God wants to give you. His peace, shalom, his peace be with you. Get into his word. Essentially, his word is Yeshua, is Jesus. That's the word. Wrap yourself in it. Cover yourself. I promise you, you'll never be the same. Love you guys, man. This is Andrew Lozano. Don't forget, guys, we're also on YouTube. Check me out on the Facebook. That's Voices of the Streets Bible Fellowship on Facebook. Like and share this podcast. Leave a comment. Leave an audio message. And I'll pay it on the next episode. Bless you guys in Yeshua's name.